Get ready. To the weekly cooldown. I am Kami Jace, your host for another episode. If you're joining us for the first time, this is the show where we get to know the gaming news of the week and we get to know our guest. It is episode 190 of the weekly cooldown and it is May 26. Paul is uh, going to be off again this week. He's not well, just, I don't know, the Texas flus, I guess, or something. But he'll be back eventually, hopefully in time for game month because game month is next week. And as you know, we do all gay guests <laughs> on Game Month. So uh, be sure to come back in June for all the discussions we're going to be having around gay gaming. Um, on that note, let's get to the headlines so we can get to our guest. The big boss over at Take Two, Strauss Zelnick, says that GTA 6 is aiming to be, quote, something you've never seen before. This is despite the fact that there have been several leaks about the game that looks exactly like, well, something we've seen before. Regardless, Zelnick is fairly confident that Rockstar is shooting for the stars and, in his words, seeking perfection. Right now, there is still no specifics on release dates or timelines, but in some recent news... It is pointing to a 2024 release date. Final Fantasy XVI's Naoki Yoshida, who is also Final Fantasy XIV's Naoki Yoshida, said in an interview with GK, GQ UK that there have been talks with Square Enix to get rid of the numerical suffix on Final Fantasy on the Final Fantasy series because apparently it can be confusing to new players. Yoshida cited comic book logic as the reasoning, thinking that new players are going to enter the series thinking you have you have to play through the other 15 uh, to understand 16 before getting into 16. Yoshida also cited the popularity of the MMO Final Fantasy 14 as a reason for throwing the number away, considering that new players would miss the chance to play the MMO and would simply go for the 16th game, not realizing that Final Fantasy 14 is an online game. We'll have to see if Yoshida convinces Square Enix when Final Fantasy 17 comes out or doesn't. Cliff Blazinski is in the news again. This time, Blazinski is hopeful that his L.A. lawyer may be working to negotiate with Nexon to revive his arena shooter, Lawbreakers. Reports specifically from PC Gamer says that the friend who connected Blazinski to this L.A. lawyer could be Justin Roiland, co-creator of uh, Rick and Morty and founder of Squanch Games. Roiland apparently owns the rights to Blazinski's Radical Heights Battle Royale game. Blazinski posted this update about Lawbreakers on Twitter, where he also lamented about Microsoft turning down his game, quote, Dragonflies, and not wanting to return to video games after the fall of his studio, Boss Key Productions. And finally, a new farm simulator is nearly ready to launch. This time, 
The twist is that you can become one of the animals you raise. The game is called Everdream Valley, and it of course has all the things you love doing in standard cozy farm sim things, d dealing with growing crops, raising livestock, cooking, designing the farm, and all those other things. But when the day is done and it's time for sleep, your dreams let you take control of one of the animals on the farm and participate in minigames as an animal. A demo for the game is on Steam right now, and the game will be ready to launch next week on May 30th. And those are just some of the headlines for this week. Of course, if I missed any, and I'm sure I did, please uh, feel free to reach out. Comedy's Gaming on Twitter and uh, WK Cooldown on Twitter as well. We'll be getting into police or whatever. That's the sound of the police. <laughs> whoop, whoop. That's the sound of the police. Man, hurry up and pass by. <clears throat> Where they even are they coming from? Sounds like they're... Okay, they're gone. Um, we'll be digging into uh, the PlayStation Showcase later in this episode. Um, and also some more news from CEO Strauss Zelnick over at Take-Two. But first, oh, who's, who's, guest, who's guesting today? Uh, uh, t hello, Tzai! Tzai, fair travelers. Hello. Are, it's me. Who are thee? I'm Scotty Moore of Fight Boys, the wrestling the wrestling YouTube channel, and also the weird a sh a show I know you know all too mm -hmm, well, mm -hmm. and also former, um, the best guest host this show's ever seen. Honestly? Maybe. I'll, I know, right? I think so. Uh, tell the people what, what Fight Boys is, and then also tell the people what The Weird is, for those who may not yet be initiated. So, The Weird is an actual play TTRPG podcast that's done by myself, Megan Danger, and Charles Kelly, mm -hmm. um, where we create, well, mostly Charles and Megan created <laughs> a variation on the Powered by the Apocalypse, like, TTRPG style, and through that we created The Weird, which is our own little TTRPG that's out, and you can play it, it's pretty dope, and through that we created a podcast to kind of show people how to get into it, and I love it, it's our weird little 90s nostalgia baby, mm -hmm. where we play secret agents for the government who go behind the scenes, and much like an X-Files or a Supernatural, hunt down weird cases yep. of things throughout the world. That is... That's that's such a great way to put all of that. You did it. Yeah, did and it. Fight Boys uh, was a, a wrestling news podcast for the longest time. And then around uh, August of last year, wrestling news got really sad, and I just didn't want to talk about it anymore. Mm. And um, have you ever heard of the channel Dank Pods on YouTube? No. It's just a, a a strange little Australian man who teaches you about headphones and uh, old iPods and things like that. And his thing is, I'm not here to be like your end-all, be-all teacher. I am here to be your first stop in mm. your like knowledge of things and that's what i wanted fight boys to become for wrestling mm. so uh we now refer to our fans as the wrestle babies and we try to teach you just about the fun weird stuff of wrestling that way you know wrestling's fun and not always a bunch of garbage drama sure that sounds that sounds wonderful good for you good for the good for the rebrand we love that Th thank you thank you thank you for sharing um 
so fight boys let's talk about wrestling um because there's there's an interesting i think kind of uh venn diagram of gamers and and wrestlers my first question is are gaming fans and wrestling fans the same yes okay great (laughs) that's all i needed um question two how (laughs) well my thing is this if you're a fan of anything you can be a fan of professional wrestling because professional wrestling is literally everything Mm. if you like like horror movies there are thousands that one's an easy one there are thousands of horror based wrestlers there's abyss from tna rosemary abaddon Mm -hmm. the undertaker one of the biggest wrestling names of all time is essentially a horror character let's get more granular do you like 1980s crime drama wall street I can name four different wrestlers that are just um, Michael Sheen and Wall Street, JBL, MJF. You want to get even more granular than that? Are you a fan of Paul Rudd's character from Wet Hot American Summer? That's a wrestler, too. His name is Orange Cassidy, and he is one of my favorites. First of all, the name Orange Cassidy is brilliant. Um, He is a sloth. (laughs) Secondly, so. that, <laughs> and third, I, the the fact that it is so uh, uh, narrowed in on a specific Paul Rudd character is amazing. Uh, everything is wrestling. Like that's my challenge. I've put this in videos before. If you don't believe everything's wrestling, tell me something, and I will find mm. a connection to wrestling, no matter what. C- can we find it? What's the, What's the Legend of Zelda? I know there's one. I, I'm, I'm. Oh, throw me a throw me a hard one here. <laughs> the man who challenged for the WWE Championship at WrestleMania this year, Cody Rhodes, That's has right. a Triforce has a Triforce tattoo, and when he first started wrestling, his boots had the Triforce That's on the side right. of it. Yes, I do remember. I was mm-hmm. trying to find the name, but I'm not as well versed at the wrestling stuff. Um. <laughs> I don't ha- I I don't know how to get Do we have like a Street Fighter connection? There has to be one, right? Oh, that one's very easy. Uh, All Elite Wrestling has done numerous Street Fighter fighter of crossovers. Course, yes. The um well, I mean, a one of AEW's first shows was run at CEO, the fighting game right. festival in um in Florida. Mm-hmm. And when the I mean, literally all elite wrestling, when the elite, that tag team, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega came out, uh, the Young Bucks were dressed as Ken and Ryu, and I cannot remember who Kenny is dressed as, but there's legitimately an action figure of Kenny Omega as this Street Fighter character. Hmm. He's also came out dressed like Sans Undertale, and it was the best thing I've ever seen. That's... That's amazing. I I truly enjoy that kind of again the the Venn diagram of like video games to to wrestling is just a circle I guess at this point. Mhm. Amazing. Amazing. I can't think of anything more specific. Akuma, that's who he dressed ah, as. He dressed as Akuma. Perfect. So they came out as Ryu Ken and Akuma Overwatch, at Fighter Fest. Overwatch overlap. Ooh, that one's um that one's a little bit tougher. 
I know there are numerous wrestlers who have cosplayed as Overwatch mm. characters. I think Zelina Vega has dressed as Mercy before. Um, besides that, uh, I couldn't really tell you any blatant connections off of the top of my head. Oh, uh, this one doesn't really count because it's my wrestling thing that we used to do. <laughs> sure. uh, we used to do an E-Fed. My wrestler's catchphrase and like thing that was plastered all over them was Heroes Never Die, mm. which is obviously from... Mm-hmm. Actually, not even from Mercy. Even nerdier, it's from a song that Mercy inspired by Nate Wants to Battle. Wow. Do you think that's where Overwatch got it from? <laughs> No, I think Nate Wants to Battle got it from Overwatch. Overwatch. I think it's the reverse, yeah. That's pretty funny. Uh, The the connections, again, are just all around. Um, Yeah. Very good, very good. So, speaking of uh, AEW, you have some news to share with us. I'm so excited. So, finally, after, I believe, two or three years, AEW has finally announced the release date for their video game, Mm -hmm. which wrestling fans you know we usually get a wwe game every single year so to have to wait more than one year everyone was like when's it coming but it is finally coming out um it is the end of june and i'm super excited for it because it is nothing like the wwe 2k games are going to be Mm -hmm. it is more of an arcade style game a throwback to like the old school wwf no mercy wcw nwo revenge like the old school aki engine wrestling Mm -hmm. games like they got the people who worked on those original games to work for it um so uh it's it's not as realistic especially in visuals as like a wwe 2k game is but instead i think they instead of focusing on making it look realistic focused on um what's the word oh yeah making a video game fun (laughs) and so i'm very excited for that i think they also even have like pokemon stadium-esque mini games in it which i'm very i cannot wait to see what those are super excited for that sounds like i'm gonna get into a a wrestling game this year you can play as orange cassidy and it is was confirmed in a stream recently he can wrestle with his hands in his pockets in the game oh my god this is gonna be a really good game (laughs) this is gonna be a very good game um well, you heard it here. Uh, maybe first, uh, check out AEW Breaking News: <laughs> Fight Forever. Uh, it is going to be released June 29, twenty twenty three, for all the systems and PC. And I mean all the systems, Nintendo Switch as well. Um, so, and Nintendo sixty four. <laughs> maybe you never know. Someone will do it. Someone did do a hack of WWF No Mercy that is fully AEW. That's pretty good. Yeah. ROM hacks are amazing. ROM hacks are indeed amazing. And, um, you know, not that anyone here does them or plays them. Um, stay away- yeah. Nintendo, stay away from me. So um, <laughs> our last question, of <laughs> course, is what have you been playing this week? Oh, I'm an old, old, old them here. Um, mm. I've been playing. Can I do? Can I do a swear on this? Yeah, of course. I've been playing the shit out of Paper Mario okay. all week. The original. The yes, first. I. 
I learned on a flight recently that uh, – because I always bring my laptop and then a SNES controller, and I usually just beat all of Mega Man X every single time I fly. (laughs) And this time I went, I should probably find something new. And I learned that my extremely garbage little Microsoft Surface can run an N64 emulator. So I've been kind of going back to my roots of playing a bunch of N64 games. Very cool. Yeah, and Paper Mario is a masterpiece. That's very, very cool. Good for you. We love when... I, I have these moments in in time where I go back and I do nostalgia runs of, uh, of, of different video games. And usually it's a Nintendo 64 game too, uh, like Donkey Kong yeah. 64 or something like that. That's going to be my next one. I'm just waiting to get a actual n64 controller in because right now i am playing on a snes controller which does not have c buttons so every time i need to use the c button i have to press up and down on my keyboard right that's so uh, that's difficult once (laughs) it's not the best time especially because it's a bluetooth keyboard so i have to reconnect it every time (laughs) that's rough that's rough well it sounds like you had a, a good a good flight with paper I did. in hand. It was a good one. Good. We're glad that Paper Mario was able to bring you joy, which means that Nintendo can't sue me. Um, <laughs> that being said, we're going to take a quick break because we have other game news to go over. Like I said, we're going to talk again about uh, Take-Two CEO Strauss Zelnick. And then, of course, we got a whole lot of PlayStation Showcase to talk about. So stick around. We'll be right back. <laughs> Before you click the share button, get the facts from a comedy podcast for information enthusiasts. On Don't Wreck Yourself, Matt and Ryan look into claims they find online, answer your questions, and say bad words. Keep in mind our target audience, so if you're driving by a middle school and you see a bunch of kids outside, look for the ones smoking cigarettes under the bleachers and tell them about our podcast. New episodes go up every Tuesday wherever you find podcasts. Be sure to check yourself. Don't wreck yourself. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the show. So, it's time to get back into these news stories. Of course, we're going to talk about PlayStation a little later in the big showcase that we uh, got to lay our eyes on. But first, take two. Mr. Strauss Zelnick is in the news a lot this week. Uh, take two CEO Strauss Zelnick said in an investor Q&A that while he is excited about advancements in AI, he does not think that AI will be used to create hit games. Instead, he thinks of them as tools to be used to make the job for developers easier. Zelnick believes that Take-Two has been at the forefront of using and developing AI, and that any ideas that hit games will come from AI alone is unrealistic. Zanuck said, quote, hits are created by genius, and that genius is the domain of human beings. Meanwhile, Blizzard executives seem excited at the prospect of using AI to design levels, work on coding, and combat toxicity. Blizzard has already begun using a new tool known as Blizzard Diffusion to generate and uh, create concept art for environments and character designs. 
Um, so AI has been dominating the news a lot this week um, with everyone who works in tech and video games having something to say about it in some way or another. I am very glad to hear someone say that they believe in like <laughs> human ingenuity and humans creating yeah. from scratch rather than using AIs um, alone. Um I am kind of interested in the idea that AI can be used to combat toxicity. I mean, I think we see some of that already with, like, uh, banning of certain words um, automatically and so on. But um curious your, your take so far. Well, I mean, I do very—I I agree a lot with what he was saying, which is almost in the gray space, which is where I think AI needs to live, mm. because I feel like there are a lot of people who are either like, AI sucks, kill it! Mm -hmm. Or there's the people who are just like, AI must, you, you must use AI for everything. And I'm like, no, it needs to be in the middle. I, I was talking the other day and they're like, you can, for the people who say like, AI's terrible, you need to kill it. Like, no, that thing already exists. Yeah. You can't just, like, kill it, and if you do, now you're responsible for killing this thing. And I think it is a very effective tool, um, to a point where, like, I have had graphic design jobs on Fiverr come through where they've literally said, I want this to have, like, an AI-generated vibe, and I said you know what, I can do you one better, I can just make AI generate this artwork sure. for you, and then I did. And then I got paid for using an AI, <laughs> I don't care. So yeah, I think I think AI can work as a tool and it's a very powerful tool. And unfortunately, when you get something that powerful, a lot of people just go, "Okay, how can I use this for everything now?" But you can't you can't let the 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 power lust take over you. You've got to still have that human ingenuity. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I think the same goes for using it for toxicity. Um like I said, I'm very interested to see how far they can take that, but I think at the end of the day, we've seen instances of algorithms and, and machine-based uh, uh, systems that are banning people and removing people from things who have done nothing wrong, right? Who have, you know, yeah. uh, maybe accidentally used the word uh, incorrectly in speech or something like that and have been fired. They were discussing their favorite candy bar, Snickers, and yeah. the AI heard it and was like, oh no! I'm gonna beat you up, that's awful. <laughs> but yeah, you're right though. It's, um, it's a very kind of sh should we or shouldn't we kind of scenario, and it is very gray. Um, yeah. But I think if we decide holistically to live in the gray we're doing okay yeah and just to make this an even conversation i did ask chat gpt what they thought about using oh, ai no. in the creation of video games and they said well when it comes to using ai in creating video games it's a bit of a mixed bag on one hand i ai algorithms can automate certain aspects of game development and make the process efficient it's fascinating to see how it can create content and adapt gameplay based on player behavior however there are downsides ai lacks human touch the creative spark that oh makes games God. captivating which means the AI is talking shit about itself right now. It's also, it's like, I'll <laughs> like, in real time, stealing my only hobby. Like, <laughs> ChatGPT can just be a podcaster now. Yeah. 
Sometimes it can feel repetitive and predictable, lacking the surprise and excitement that comes from human creativity. There's also ethical concerns about biases That's and unintended consensus. I hate Ultimately, it. <laughs> you're like, never mind, I'm I the, hate I'm, it. It's replacing I'm me. the Terminator. Like, I, I actually made this joke at work because they were talking about using ChatGPT to write something. And now, mind you, I, I've only been here a month, but I am a writer and reporter. I can write. <laughs> like, it's yeah. in my title. Please tell me to write it instead of telling ChatGPT to do it. And, you know, my boss joked about, like, how... Uh, you know how quick and easy it is and blah 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 and i was like i'm the terminator i'm gonna kill the ai <laughs> it's it's i mean very scary that it can basically respond like me <laughs> um it it has a nuanced opinion which is more than you can say about most people on the internet so like yeah chat gpt is gonna make up fake responses for everyone I asked it to give me uh, ideas for the YouTube channel, and it said, Fight Boys Challenge, learning a new martial art in 30 days. Fight Boys, try the hottest, spiciest wings. And I'm like, okay, I think I'm good. (laughs) I think I'm okay. Yeah. It watched two YouTube videos and was like, I got this. (laughs) I know what's up. I understand what people want. (laughs) Mukbang hot videos and (laughs) 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 and punching people in the face by accident. I got it. Um, well, thanks, ChatGPT, third guest, for your insight into <laughs> this as well. Um, let's actually just skip on over to the PlayStation Showcase. So the PlayStation Showcase happened yesterday as of this recording. Um, it was about an hour, maybe an hour and a half long showcase of a whole lot of stuff. Um, including a brand new, uh, kind of handheld version of the PS5, which is pretty interesting that you cannot quite take on the go, but it's, I was going to say, it's not portable, it's not is portable. it? You can play on your couch in your hands, but not, you can't go that far, but it's fine. Um, we got to look at some, uh, new gameplay for Immortals of Avom. Um, we got to look at, uh, <laughs> some new VR, uh, games, including Resident Evil 4, the remake in VR, uh, and some Beat Saber, um, updates, um, a game called Synapse, uh, Arizona Sunshine 2, which people are excited about because it's just gritty and nonsensical. Uh, we got to look at Ultros, which is a colorful kind of Metroidvania game. Uh, Grand Blue uh, Fantasy Relink. We got to look at Revenant Hill, which is from the makers of... Um, oh, what's one of my... Uh, Tunic. Uh, fin- uh, Studio fin- f- Finji, I believe it's called. Um, some other games. Uh, the Gris creators are coming out with a game, I believe, called Neva or Neva. Mm-hmm. Um, the... Five Nights at Freddy's game. We don't have to talk about that too much. Uh, the Ghost Runner 2 video game. Phantom Blade Zero, which I'm very excited about. Foam Stars, which is Splatoon-like. The Talos uh, Principle 2. Uh, Marathon is coming back. Uh, Bungie's original, I believe, 1994 video game, Marathon, is coming back. Uh, Dragon's Dogma 2. Final Fantasy 16. Alan Wake 2. Uh, the Assassin's Creed Mirage game, and, and uh, of course, uh, Metal Gear Solid 3 is getting a remake. Um, it was a wild showcase, and we also, at the end, got Spider-Man 2. 11, Thank you! 11 minutes, Thank you! <laughs> 11 <laughs> Thank minutes you. of Spider-Man 2 gameplay, which looked very, very, very good. 
You know the emoji that's just got like a straight line for a mouth and a stare? That was me that whole time. <laughs> and then you said Spider-Man. Spider-Man and I was like, let's yes. go. It, the, like I said, there was so much to see, so much to do. Um, mm-hmm. and we, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna chat about it. So first, first, uh, first reactions. What do you, what do you think of the show? I'm, I'm excited that now in VR, I can visit the, what are you buying oh, guy? I'm so excited. Do you have <laughs> PSVR too? I don't. Uh-huh. I only have a, uh, I've got, I'll, I'll tell you what, I got the quest mm. literally three months before the quest two came out. Unfortunate. And there's no bigger frustration in the world than seeing the updated, fancier version of what you just bought for $600 coming out for $200. Mm, yeah. That is, that is quite unfortunate. But it's okay. You're, you're, you'll get the PS2 v- or PSVR2 someday and you'll, yeah. you'll get up in a merchant's face and you'll be really happy and be like what you buying and i'm like i can see through your head (laughs) i'm really excited about a lot of these games actually um i don't know what revenant hill is going to be about but i loved tunic a lot um so i'm excited to kind of jump into whatever that's going to be phantom blade zero I don't, I don't know what to think of that, except I was blown away by what seems to be actual gameplay of, of, uh, during that trailer, where it looks very yeah. fast paced, very kind of, uh, Chinese kung fu slash Japanese, um, samurai type things going, like, there's so much happening in it. Um, and it's super fast paced looking, and I'm just very excited for, Oh, this game looks beautiful. I've pulled up the announced trailer right now. It's it's fantastic and it looks it looks like you have <gasps> to really be on top of your shit to to be good at this game. There's a big dragon boy. There's so much in it. There's so much in it. There's um there's even like a what what seems to be one of those um dancing dragon masks in it. Yeah, that's what yeah, I was yeah. talking about. Um, yeah. There's all kinds of stuff in it and it looks I can't, I can't, I can't tell you how excited I am for this. Um, we know that most of these games are also going to be out for PC. So, yeah. Um, PC players should be able to hopefully get in on Phantom Blade Zero. Um, I believe that's what's got me the most excited because, like, I have gotten my one of my friends is, is a PC. Uh, snob and was like you need to get into it i'm like no i'm good i'll just keep playing my ps4 and then i actually got like a decent pc and went well damn it now everything's gonna get played on this yep (laughs) this is everything now it's um it's an exciting time to be a ps5 gamer or a pc gamer Mm -hmm. Um, all of uh literally the only thing i used ps4 after that was spider-man in fact and then they finally said that's coming to pc and i said well i no longer need you it was the Toy Story meme with Andy, like, I don't want to play with you anymore. <laughs> I use my PS5 mostly for single-player games now. So it's like, any oh, okay. any multiplayer things are on the PC, and any kind of, like, narrative things are on the PS5. Um, unless you can't get it on the PS5, and you can only get it on the PC. Mm. Um, I saw someone complain that Spider-Man 2 wouldn't be released also for the PS4, and someone said, if you put that disc in your PlayStation 4, it would sound like a lawnmower going into <laughs> orbit. <laughs> it's probably true. Unfortunately, the PS4 does have to take a back seat now. 
Um, yeah. We are definitely, like, getting knee-deep into what is next-gen consoles now, right? We have the mm-hmm. PS5 handheld thing coming out. Project Q is what they're calling it. Um, and, like, that that's basically the... the the nail for uh the ps4 i think at this point um we we will likely still see things coming out for xbox one and ps4 until maybe next year but i think after next year we're probably deep into ps5 only territory um especially with games now um likely costing up to 70 dollars um oh god yeah it's um it's getting more expensive to be a gamer as well um but all that aside um Phantom Blade Zero, absolutely excited for that. Um, Foam Stars, I'm a little excited for. I like I like Splatoon a lot. What I like about Splatoon is that there's some kind of originality in your character yeah. design. This seems very um, arena shooter, Overwatch style type Splatoon, which I'm not necessarily a fan of. Um, I I dig. I guess I dig hero shooters. Only so much as I also dig my own originality and in, in design and stuff like that. So I dig hero shooters for approximately six hours every yeah, three years. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but I'm excited to see where this goes. It looks like it's interesting that Splatoon is about making things like dirty and paint filled, and Foam Stars is like making it clean. <laughs> the opposite. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's really funny. Um, I know a lot of people are excited about the Talos Principle 2. The trailer did make me want to go back and play the first one because I still have not done that. So this might be my chance before it comes out um, to play the Talos Principle. Um, the Marathon game is pretty interesting. Um, simply because it doesn't look anything like the original, which I said I think came out in 94 or maybe earlier than that. Sometime in the 90s, though. Um, but it looks yeah. very, uh, obviously very futuristic because we're, we have better technology and it doesn't look like a doom shooter anymore. Um, but I'm, I'm wondering if there's like a, still a story to it. There seemed to be a story to the original and this one seems very, um, it looks multiplayer. fun, I'll say. Yeah, it does. Um, it's going to be very multiplayer focused. It's going to be kind of battle royale, as I'm led to understand. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll see what that what that looks like. Um, I'm proud to have avoided every single battle royal game. Oh, really? I don't think I've se- I don't think I have played a Not single battle royal game. No, I didn't, I've never played wow. the Fortnite, which is ironic that I've never played a battle royal, given how much I love professional wrestling. Yeah, I was going to say you've never played one. That's insane. I've uh, played Battle Royals in WWE 2K. That's the the same, but also different. That's the same, but without guns. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was a Battle Royale that was kind of wrestling-based. It was Was called Rumble um, Rumbleverse. Rumbleverse, yeah. I've heard of that one. And now it's shut down because you didn't play it. It's oh, your fault. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Rumbleverse fans. I really like that game, and I'm sad it's gone. Or it at least is going. Um, also very excited, by the way, for Alan Wake 2. I am yeah. um, looking forward to the Remedy universe that is being built. 
Um, the through line that is Alan Wake to Control to Alan Wake 2 is very exciting to me. Um, and mm-hmm. I hope that there is a connection to Control 2 when Control 2 is, is ready. Um, but otherwise, I'm super excited, super ready for, for Alan Wake 2. Yeah, I still need to finish Alan Wake. It is, it is an acquired taste, and I have acquired that taste. <laughs> um, it is not the best game, but it is still very good. And a, and a good kind of homage to um, stories of that nature. You know, the kind of, um, what's the writer man? We all know him. The one with the bad cat? The one that does misery and likes Maine. Oh, that's a different one. Sorry, Stephen King. <laughs> Stephen King. Yes. I thought you were talking about... Um, oh, now I can't remember him. The Cthulhu Man. Lovecraft. Oh, we, <laughs> we like him to an extent. Um, yeah. <laughs> but no, yeah, Stephen King. Um, it's very Stephen King. It's got all those like cool Stephen King moments. Self-narration. Uh, twist. Uh, somewhere in there um it's all very good um so i'm excited to see what they came up with for alan week too um yeah, yeah, yeah especially because they're introducing a new character so lots of lots of good stuff coming in the in the next mm-hmm. couple of years um to a few months i think alan week two comes out in october um so yeah lots of exciting stuff um, any last thoughts on the you're, you're about to try to get me out of this episode without talking about Spider-Man? Yeah, Are you it. kidding me? I was, I'm just waiting for uh, you to... For the past five minutes, I have been like Spongebob in Sandy's home just with a giant jug <laughs> of water in it. front of me. <laughs> I, I don't, don't need, need it. it. I don't need it. My favorite... I know a lot of people were like, Spider-Man 2 on the PS2 was the best like Spider-Man mm. game. They are wrong. Mm. It's Ultimate Spider-Man, which is which was all comic cell shaded. And the big fun thing about it was the fact that you got to play as both Spider-Man and as Venom. Mm. And now with Spider-Man 2 on PS5, I'm getting that experience again. I'm getting to play as my boy again. Uh, I'm hoping they've yet to introduce Eddie Brock into the mythos. I hope they do because... The spoiler alert for those of you who have not played the Spiderman games, they're making it very much seem like Harry Osborn's gonna be Venom. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. I want him to be, I want him to be this greasy, angry reporter man who just hates Peter Parker. Sure, right. Mm-hmm. It does seem like it's going in that direction, and I would yeah. rather have Eddie. I, very much. I think they could just introduce Eddie, maybe even like a, a cut like a post credits cut scene thing mm. of like you say this one's about saving Harry from the symbiote and is less about Venom as a character and is more about just the symbiote and then the end of it we is when we finally get Venom although that first teaser trailer very much just had Venom sure. in it and yeah, I hope yeah. that's I hope that's Eddie <laughs> yeah 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 very very much excited to be able to play as Miles Morales again. I still have not played it either. Oh, you gotta! I know it's gotta. it's on PC too. It's uh, arguably one of my favorite games to date. Um, for all of all reasons. of the Marvel, oh yeah, all of the Marvel games have somehow been the best version of all of these characters. Yeah. Like I played Guardians of the Galaxy, and that's the best version of the Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
I think the Avengers game could have been better. But I think as far yeah. as the characters go, those were great portrayals of the characters. The only thing I'm salty about is that it's not the same Peter Parker. Because mm. the original PS4 Peter Parker, to me, is the true Peter Parker. That one, because he looks like all three movie Peters combined into one person. <laughs> sure. But now they've got, um, I think, do they just have Yuri's face now? I think I so, forget. yeah. Yeah. Love you, Yuri. You ain't Spider-Man, though. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people are hoping he does the line from the show. The shocker! <gasps> shocker! Yes, the shocker <laughs> yeah. line. S- someone tweeted, Spider-Man 2 has the opportunity to do the funniest shit imaginable. <laughs> <laughs> it's very possible. Um, mm-hmm. Was Yuri the voice in that? I don't think he was, right? No, no. that was like 90s. No, I can't not. remember who he was in Spider-Man, the animated series. Um, I have a soft spot in my heart for the animated series, A, because like that's the one that was there when I was a kid. And also, when I worked at Universal Studios, I worked right beside the ride based mm-hmm. off that specific era of Spider-Man. Let's see. It was Christopher Daniel Barnes who played Spider-Man. Mm. He was also Greg Brady in the Brady Bunch movie. Amazing, actually. This is the he was pr- he was Prince Eric. Oh, in the in the original, in the original Little Mermaid. Yo, this dude rules. He's a very good guy. We love we love him, especially for his line reading. Yes, beautiful, beautiful stuff. Wow. We've learned so much today about <laughs> so many things. Um, PlayStation Showcase, as we said, is chock full of things. If you haven't seen any of the trailers, again, there's a very short uh, teaser trailer for Metal Gear Solid 3, an 11-minute gameplay for uh, Spider-Man 2, um, again, an Assassin's Creed trailer, Alan Wake 2, Final Fantasy 16 got an updated trailer, Dragon's Dogma, a marathon for Bungie, another look at uh, Street Fighter 6, and so much, so much, so much, so much more. Um, we do have a little bit of breaking news that I want to discuss. Not what? discuss, discuss, but like quickly go over because it's, it's exciting to me. Um, in addition to getting Alan Wake 2, it looks like we are also getting this October to coincide with the Alan Wake 2 release, which is going to break me up inside a little bit. Um, the Alone in the Dark game that has been teased for a while, the remake of the of one of the first Alone in the Dark games, is set to release October 25th. Um, a trailer just released that shows who's going to be portraying um, Edward Carnby and... Jo- uh, excuse me. Edward Carnby and Emily Hartwood... Um, David Harbour of Stranger Things fame <gasps> will be uh, portraying Edward Carnby, and I love that choice so much. And Jodie Comer of Killing Eve fame will be Emily Hartwood. Um, oh, he looks so good! And they look, um, they look, both look amazing. The game is going to be. I'm, I'm excited already. Um, Alone in the Dark is always a lot of fun, even if it's kind of bad sometimes. Um, <laughs> it's it's fantastic, and to get both of these actors in on it is is giving me goosebumps. I love it. Um, so yeah, there is a prologue, uh, free playable prologue chapter for the game. 
um, called Grace in the Dark. It is on Alone in the Dark Prologue um, and is on Steam right now. So go check it out. Very excited. I might da- do it. I might download check it out, cowards. I might download this like right now, actually. Um, maybe not right now, right now, because I'm podcasting metal. We are doing a thing, but you know, if you want to go buy before <laughs> you, that's fine. We will def. I'm definitely gonna go check out this prologue trailer. Um, but that's that's it. I think for PlayStation showcase things. So. Um, we're going to kind of wrap it up with This Week in Gaming History, where we take substantial releases and events and we chat a little bit about them. Um, starting this week with May 21st, uh, Resident Evil Revelations finally comes off its exclusivity from the Nintendo 3DS and releases for the PS3, Wii U, Xbox 360 in 2013. Uh, likewise, GTA 3, Grand Theft Auto 3 for the PC in 2002. Seven months after it released for the PS2. Do you have you played any of these? The GTA three person. I I'm such a non video game person. It's like you ever heard of Grand Theft Auto? <laughs> you ever play that one? Um no, I never played three. I got in like around the San Andreas time period. One of my favorite like memories as a kid was Hanging out at a friend's house, playing Grand Theft Auto, and distinctly, I've tried to replicate this numerous times, we had stolen a helicopter, tilted it to the side, jumped out, and somehow timed it perfectly to where one of the blades of the helicopter just golf shot us into the air and shot us across the map. It is the hardest I laughed in eighth grade. Perfect. It, that, that, all GTA games have, crazy wackaloo physics but san andreas was something special something super super special um may 22nd pac-man the arcade box version releases for the first time in 1980 um likewise perfect dark for the nintendo 64 a cult classic some would say releases in 2000 oh i need to download that one perfect dark i mean buy it for the N64 Off of Nintendo. eBay from some guy named Bob. Yeah. I um I still haven't actually played Perfect Dark. Yeah, so I don't think I, I have either. I I well, it. I'm not like a game... I'm not a game person. Game no, I'm not like a... I'm very much an arcade arcade person, platformer person. Like, the brighter and sillier it is, the more I'm into oh, it. Oh, without a doubt. I, I can agree yeah. with that. Um. I I like all slash most games, but I can agree that there is something very alluring about just a silly whatchamacallit. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, it's weird. I put Fallout New Vegas also in that same category of silly whatchamacallits, oh. despite it not being much of a silly whatchamacallit Fallout, at all. Fallout New Vegas, by the way, free right now on Epic Game Store. All right, download the game <laughs> again real quick. May 23rd, uh, Super Mario Galaxy 2 releases for the Wii, not in 2000, probably sooner than that. I probably wrote that wrong. Uh, but Overwatch releases in 2016, also on May 23rd. 2016, the year of so much bad stuff. Not, no. <laughs> not to say that Overwatch was bad, but also... Uh, <laughs> 
There was quite this quite thing that happened with this man yeah, yeah. who may have been elected president. Yeah, yeah, in the same universe where Overwatch exists, it also something bad happened. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, Super Mario Galaxy 2, by the way, 2010, not 2000. I, I miswrote that. Um, May 24th, Metal Slug releases for the Neo Geo <gasps> in 1996. Ooh, I love a Metal Slug. Metal Slug is a great game. A very, very We had game. it a, um... So I think I told this last time I was here. My my grandparents own an arcade. Yes. And one of the things that they had prominently were like basically a bunch of four in one cabinets where essentially all you do is download a ROM and now you can have a new game mm-hmm. in that cabinet. And one of the games was Metal Slug. And I was like, if you ever change this cabinet or take Metal Slug out, I will disown you as grandparents. <laughs> Metal Slug is a really, really good game. Um, yeah. And it, it still kind of holds up like many many years after and it still gets uh, uh re-releases and some uh more sequels have come out in recent years mm-hmm. it's just a a really a, a game with a lot of longevity um may 25th in some recent history detroit become human releases in 2018 making it now a five-year-old game i never played this one which but it, means it's now become adolescent yeah it's now kindergarten age yeah, so, Detroit become kindergartner. <laughs> Detroit go to fucking school. <laughs> <laughs> May 26th, Infamous releases uh, for the PS3 in 2009. And Europe gets their hands on the Dreamcast version of Resident Evil Code Veronica in 2000. My favorite Resident Evil yeah. game. Now, what were these Infamous releases you're talking about? Oh, Infamous is the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you said there were some infamous releases for the PlayStation 3. What were they? Who's on first? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, May 27th, Dragon Warrior, or as as it's known in the West, Dragon Quest, releases for the Famicom system in 1986 in Japan. Uh, Metal Slug X is released in 1999 for the Neo Geo. And Watch Dogs is released for the PS3, PS4, Xbox 360, and Xbox One in 2014. Making it almost 10 years old now. Almost. I remember seeing the commercials for that game and thinking, this will be fun, and then picking it up and going, oh, okay. It was a bit of a slog. It really was. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But I remember thinking, like, if I get through this, it'll pay off somehow. Spoiler alert, doesn't really do that. (laughs) Um, But I, I, I think I still enjoyed my time with it. I enjoy, like, weird hacker narratives and, and, like, detective yeah. type things. And that had kind of a little of both. Um, it was very, like, the story wasn't quite there. But yeah, at the end of it, I was like, this was okay. It was worth the, like, $5 I paid for it many years later. Well, also, like, just the way they advertise it now, looking back, like, there's no way that could be a game, like, where you're walking down the street, and you're like, I can hack this over here, and then if I hack this, it'll cause this chain reaction to do this, and it's like, that's not a logical way to do things. It isn't, but I will say, Watch Dogs 2, great improvement. Absolutely fantastic game. Watch Dogs Legion, terrible. <laughs> it's also like when it's like when I was a kid and I saw the Guess Who commercials and you know in the Guess Who commercials the pieces on the board talked to mm. you and I bought the game thinking they would when do that and now that to me? and now that I'm all, an adult I'm like oh that would never happen yeah. that's me with Watchdog 
when am I going to be able to hack the red light so I can go through it? <laughs> what do you mean, never? Um, but yes, that's all, that's all the releases for this week. Um, uh, May 21st to May 27th. Um, and so we are now at the end of this show. And as we move toward the end of the show, Scotty, we always ask, uh, that you give our listeners a recommendation. Uh, which game should they be playing or be on the lookout for? Oh, damn it. I'm trying to reset my Epic Games password. Give me a second. No, um, <laughs> so I, obviously I've been very much in the retro gaming world. Mm. As of late, but oh, our our good friend Spider-Man, Christopher Daniel Barnes, has reminded me of the last game that I, like, deep played, <laughs> like, for a lengthy amount of time, and uh, it, re- it helped me get through some real bad month- mental health months, and it's Disney Dreamlike Valley. Okay. If you like Disney and you like, like, the... Uh, Animal Crossing-esque, hey, you're just gonna hang out and do some things with some buds vibe. Check out Dreamlight Valley. I have, I was a massive fan of it. I speed, I, you're not supposed to speed run a game like Animal mm, Crossing, no. or, but I still did. I still busted my way through it as fast as possible. So, uh, yeah, I adore Dreamlight Valley. There are some parts in it that I'll admit, aren't as fun and cheerful as Animal Crossing is. Mm. Like, there's a bit... So the whole... Minor spoilers. The plot of the game is, like, you're in this kingdom (laughs) where everything's been forgotten. And, like, it's, like, the great forgetting, and Mm. everyone's gone because of it. And you usually just, like, go into other kingdoms, rescue them, and bring them back. But not Minnie Mouse! Instead, you just see this horrifying specter of Minnie Mouse crossing around doing things she once did before she was forgotten. And you have to, like, cast a spell to bring her back to life. And it's the most cosmically horrifying mission of all time. So much. That's a whole Um, lot. yeah. Also, I asked ChatGPT, our third guest. Uh, they said Celeste, a critically acclaimed indie platformer <laughs> developed by Matt and Makes Games. Thank you, ChatGPT. Whatever. That's such a, <laughs> <laughs> a ChatGPT thing. It really thing. is. They picked like the one game where if you typed in "What's a good video game?", Celeste would pop up. Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. Hey, I'm going to recommend the new Zelda. Uh, if you haven't picked it up for whatever reason, maybe you think it's like m- more of the same with Breath of the Wild or whatever. Uh, spoiler alert, it kind of is. But it's also s- like brand new enough where it doesn't matter. It really doesn't. Um, so much of that game is a little confusing, a little the same a little brand new that it'll keep you guessing, right? You don't even start Mm -hmm. in the same location as you did when you were in Breath of the Wild. Um, The map is changed slightly enough where it's a completely different map. Um, I am, despite knowing where most of the towns were, I am still getting lost. Um, Yeah. It's, it's, it's a new experience and it's worth, giving a try if you don't want to pay the 70 dollars, i get it um wait for a sale if nintendo ever puts it on sale um and give it a try it's it's worth it i mm-hmm. promise and if uh, you can speed I, on it in 90 minutes then congratulations 
I now own uh, Fallout New Vegas on that there game store. Yeah. I heard someone describe the new Zelda as Wily Coyote Simulator oh, 2023. It is so that. It is also uh, Kerbal Space Simulator, but for Koroks. Oh, yeah. The Koroks go through <laughs> so much hell, and I I love it. Um, Someone I saw describe it as a humbling experience, because some of the oh, puzzles yeah. are so confusing that they're like, I don't know what to do, I'm going to leave. <laughs> i'm out <laughs> goodbye and that's that's really what i've been going through too where i'm sitting there like how come i'm i have like a degree i know what to do here <laughs> but it's it's still un- confusing enough that it it'll stump you a little bit um so give it a, give it a try give it a try see if there's a demo or something go to a friend's house borrow it from somebody just just make sure you give it a try um and finally, to finish off this episode, please let us know where we can find you on the internet and if you have anything else to plug. All right. Uh, well, before that, ChatGPT says, thank you for having me on the podcast. It's been a pleasure discussing the critique <laughs> of utilizing AI in video game creation. <laughs> Keep exploring, innovating, and pushing the boundaries of what's possible in the world of video games. I game f- on. I fucking hate ChatGPT. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a nice thing to say. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> the th- the third guest uh yeah you can find me on twitter uh no longer at scotty mo because i got bullied off of twitter by right-wing psychopaths yeah. that was a good time uh but you can find me still on there at fight boys show fight boys of course is spelled with a z instead of an s because we're bitching like that so follow me there follow us on youtube if you think like you might be into the world of wrestling but don't know really where to start come and hang out with us click a video watch me talk about some of the weird things that have happened in the world of professional wrestling like chavo guerrero getting hit in the head or hit in the head home alone style by a bucket and then macaulay culkin showing up out of nowhere that really happened once check out fight boys that's so i want to be cool like you someday um (laughs) all right as always you can find me at comedy gaming on twitter and you can find the weekly cooldown as well on twitter at wk cooldown be sure to visit the weekly cooldown facebook page and visit wkcooldown.com for more news and other episodes be sure to leave a review or comment on Apple Podcasts, and remember that you know we we get good good stuff um, when you review, like notices from whoever hosts Serial these days. I don't pay attention. Be sure to check out the links in the description, including, of course, our humble bundle for this week. And remember that you can support your favorite charities and support this show. Our logo and art is done by Corgian. Follow Corgian on Twitter at DoghouseCorgian. D-O-G-H-O-U-S-E-C-O-R-G-I-A-N. DoghouseCorgian on Twitter. Um, and our intro music is done by Ricky. Find Ricky on Twitter at Dog underscore Noise. D-O-G underscore N-O-I-S-E. That is all for the weekly cooldown. I am Kami Jace. I'm Scott. I'm Scotty. And I am ChatGPT. Ugh. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. My. Oh, God. <laughs>